0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Arnold. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for sportingnews.com. Stick with us soon, and we'll ramp up all the content here. July, August, we'll be rolling out all the stuff you need to know to dominate your fantasy football drafts. Get ready for DFS, and we will carry you all. Season long here Locked On Fantasy Football, but we're still in off-season scouting mode here, early advance uh, before we hit the heat of training camp for all 32 teams, and we're trying to get to all the teams there and answer the three key questions as best as possible surrounding each and every one of them. We've broken down the entire NFC, so 16 teams there, three teams down in the AFC East, our first division on the other side, and today we'll wrap it up with the New York Jets, so We talked about the Bills and Dolphins and Patriots. Oh my, now it's time to look at the Jets. And the Jets have a lot of fantasy football buzz here with the kind of offense that they can have with Mike LaFleur. So excited to dive into this team. A lot of additions, a lot of young talent on this team really could have a breakout season offensively. So excited to talk about them. We'll get to them in a moment. Thanks for making a Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today. We are free and available to you. On all platforms. Alright, let us dive right in here. The Jets. We are excited what they can do. Now let's ask the same question we did about the Patriots and their second-year quarterback. We'll phrase it a little bit differently. Zach Wilson, fantasy football sleeper? Question mark. Zach Wilson, yes, is a fantasy football sleeper. He's a lot more exciting with a lot more upside than Mac Jones. So all things we've heard about him off the field aside, Zach Wilson can put it together here in year two. Couldn't stay healthy in his rookie season, kind of was curbed by that, but we saw some guys cycle in there and produce, including Mike White. He had a big game. Now he's a third-sting quarterback. You Josh Johnson come in there and put up some numbers in this offense. And now Joe Flacco is around as the number two. So veteran presence here behind Zach Wilson, but you really like this Mike LaFleur offense. We know his brother, what he's done for Aaron Rodgers there, in that Packers offense. So you have some of those 49ers concepts here. As This LaFleur came from there. You got some of those Packers concepts. You, I'm sure that the LaFleurs talk to each other about offensive scheming here. So a lot of excitement with that brain trust here for Zach Wilson. So we're saying exciting a lot, and uh, we must be thinking about former Jets quarterback slash tight end Tim Tebow. But it is true. There's good reason for optimism with this offense here. I think people are starting to take notice that this could be a special team on this side of the ball sooner rather than later here for Robert Sala and LaFleur. So why is Zach Wilson a better fantasy football sleeper as a QB2 and should uh, return some good value there as number 22 on the board right now in this part of the offseason at quarterback? Well, He is a very good athlete, so he can give you some in the running game. It's not going to give you a lot of production there, but he's capable of doing that, and he can pad his stats that way. The other weapons are pretty good. They're lining up all over the field. They have some really good depth here, even without Jamison Crowder. Just think about it that Braxton Berrios is number four in the depth chart, and Denzel Mims is fifth, so there's some weaponry there. They also have rebooted the tight end situation, so they can use some... 11 personnel and 12 personnel interchangeably. They have C.J. Uzoma and Tyler Conklin. Those were their veteran additions from the Bengals and Vikings, respectively. And they added also a very good receiver out of Ohio State, untapped potential there, Jeremy Ruckert. So a young tight end with some abilities there. We also know that they invested a high first-round pick on Garrett Wilson. So Wilson to Wilson is a connection that is developing here. Now Wilson... The other one, Garrett, is number three of the depth chart on the outside. And you have some very good backs who can catch passes here. So we start looking at the we- weapons. Receiving core pretty deep. Tight end core is pretty solid here. The backfield has got some guys who can catch the ball. Wilson can do some things with his legs here. He's got a nice arm, good accuracy. Quarterback-friendly offense here. Better offensive line with Makai Beckton on the mend here should be back at left tackle. Elijah Varick-Tucker you have. a uh, Lakin Tomlinson was the big addition. Interior to shore things up here for the Jets uh, coming from the 49ers. So, yeah, everything lines up pretty well for Zach Wilson. And what are we looking for? Can he sneak into 30 touchdown territory? We'll have to see about that. But definitely looking at 25 seems like a reasonable expectation, getting a few rushing touchdowns. Cutting down the interceptions. And I, I think in some form he can get to 4,000 yards passing in this offense. They'll open things up quite a bit. They're not going to lean heavily on the run. They, I don't think they can do that. I think it'll be a pretty diversified offense where they're going to stay pretty balanced. The running game is what they want to establish here to set up the deep play action for Wilson. Make him more comfortable. Take pressure off him. Make it easier to deliver those throws. But when I look at Wilson's value, I look at Moore, Davison Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, there ahead of the very talented rookie from Ohio State. And you have Uzama, Conklin, and Ruckert. A lot of production potential here from this team with scoring from the receiving spots. And you don't have that feeling or confidence as much in the Patriots beyond Hunter Henry. But here you have a lot of guys you think can boost the quarterback's value here in New York. So excited to see, there's that word again what wilson can do fully healthy with this situation i think he's going to come in confident there's a reason he had a meteoric rise at byu to be the number two pick consensus right behind trevor lawrence so trevor lawrence still working out he's got to adjust to a new offense with the diversified weapons again and wilson is doing that as well but he has some established guys and he has a year in his belt and he looked pretty good with the LaFleur system last year so Feeling really good vibes from uh, Zach Wilson to put up some numbers here, and he's a guy that I'm going to target in a lot of leagues, especially one that I don't get one of those stud quarterbacks, uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Lamar Jackson, essentially the top two tiers of quarterbacks. I'm going to look for some uh, value there, and Wilson, I think, can provide it. I liked him last year a lot. I think if he'd stayed healthy and kind of developed and was able to play first half of the season and get going in the second half i think you've seen it but now it's on delay i think you'll see some of that production here in this uh, very really underrated jets offense with uh, some explosive potential here in 2022. so there you have it there's a key question about zach wilson that we've answered in we'll watch him carefully here because we want more quarterbacks uh, more quarterbacks that can produce better depth and a position we can address a little bit later it helps us in super flex leagues as well so A lot of benefits to having more quarterbacks, putting those old school top 12, top 20 numbers here for us in fantasy football. Now, before we get into that uh, key question regarding the Jets' backfield, I've got to tell you about uh, today's sponsor, It is Dave. Level with me. We've all been in a situation at some point in our lives when we were a little tight on cash. Maybe you can only afford to put a few gallons of gas in your tank or get another, save the date, and you're wondering how to afford a gift. That's where Dave can help. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful when unexpected expenses come up, which they do all the time. Well, now Dave is here to help, help you get out of pinch when you really need it. If you don't know about Dave, you should. Dave is a banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. There's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or just whatever you need to do. Catch up on bills, get through life. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out and holding you back without any hang-ups. And here's the thing about Dave. There's no interest or no credit check needed. And millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need that extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from none other than you, your future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's Dave, D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Go to Dave. Future you will thank you. All right, it is uh, time to continue the show here and answer our next big question surrounding the 2022 New York Jets. Do we trust Brees Hall as an RB2? All right, we answered this question about Damian Harris and we didn't like the crowd in the Patriots backfield. There is a key person behind Brees Hall is Michael Carter. We were hired Michael Carter last year. I think he would have been on track to really explode and separate from some of those other guys in that backfield, but they got a little bit crowded. By the way, those guys are still there. Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson there to cut into potentially what Carter's workload can be, but Carter couldn't stay healthy down the stretch. He had an ankle injury, so that kind of wiped out some of the potential. He had a bit of a flash as an RB2, but faded really fast here. So let's also keep in mind that Michael Carter was in an effective timeshare with Jamonta Williams. He was the guy that was taken later. Williams was the upside bread and butter guy that the Broncos got. Carter came in later the draft as a sleeper, and they invested a much higher pick in Brees Hall. So that means uh, Michael Floor knew that Brees Hall is going to be the guy that can be featured in this offense the most. So when you look at Carter, he's got some receiving qualities, good change of pace qualities. Coleman and Johnson have some experience, especially Coleman coming over from the 49ers and Falcon system. He's followed uh, Kyle Shannon a couple times. So he gets into a familiar system for him here as a veteran presence. Carter had some durability issues. Coleman has had that for quite a while now as well. So it all lines up well for Brees Hall. Really big year that he had uh, to close out his career in college. And he's just a special back. And there is an argument that he was worthy of being the top back there drafted. And, It's a lot of special qualities, so look at the rankings. He's well-established, well inside the RB2s there. Coincidentally, there's a guy right there with him in a lot of the rankings. It's Elijah Mitchell from the same system there with the 49ers. So there's a lot of uh, comparisons there that you can look at. Michael Carter, I think he's probably going to be better suited in the change of pace role that he's going to be in if they trust him as a guy that they could give him. 15 to 20 touches per game. They would not have drafted Brees Hall so highly in the draft. So keep that in mind. So really like Hall. Look for this guy to put on a show in training camp. Hopefully he stays healthy through the preseason. They're going to give him every opportunity to be the lead back. And that's the M.O. with the 49ers as well. They like to carry one guy as much as possible. I know back with Atlanta, you had Devonta Freeman and the Tevin Coleman combination. Now, I think you'll see some of Carter. You'll maybe get 5 to 10 touches per game for him, but... They have every intention, I think, to give Brees Hall the key touches here. And he's also capable as a receiver. So that's going to help him stay on the field. But if you're looking for the guy that's going to get the yards and touchdowns, be the most effective guy from scrimmage and put up those numbers, it is definitely going to be Brees Hall. So I like this kid a lot. So really, talent is the number one thing in fantasy football. Brees Hall has oodles of it. It's a great system. He's a great fit for the zone blocking. They've upgraded their offensive line. So... We saw a lot of people are going to bang the table because he plays in New York. Uh, he's probably going to go higher in some fantasy football drafts, so be wary of that. That Even though he's ranked as a pretty solid back-end RB2, he could go a little bit higher than that. People get excited about rookies all the time. But I think you will get very good return here if you're looking for a guy that you can plug in and feel good about for most weeks here. staying healthy. And these guys, Carter Coleman and Johnson, are going to help him do that. The offensive line is in good shape. The system is good. There's enough threats in the passing game. They can also turn to the 12 personnel. Uzama and Conklin are pretty good blockers there as well. So it takes a village sometimes to get that running back to produce at a high level in fantasy football. But unquestionably that Brees Hall is in a great situation to produce. And... Look at Kevin Walker. We're still filling out there in Seattle. We talked about him. We broke down that team. We have Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. They have their injury issues. So feel good about Ken Walker there in Seattle. So you should feel just as good about Brees Hall here with the Jets. So I think there's going to be some good rookie returns and really his secondary returns. If you add uh, Travis Etienne, who didn't play all the last year as a first round pick, there's going to be a lot of young value at running back here. Brees Hall is going to be one of them. So, don't be too worried about Coleman and Johnson at all. Carter, a little bit, he's going to cut in, he's going to see some work, but you know the durability issues and being more of a change of pace already in his past suggests that Brees Hall is going to be his new Javante Williams here. And we know we're high on Javante Williams of the Broncos, and we're high on him coming in. Same thing with Hall; he's going to have that feel and really produce well and consistently. So really, the only key with him staying healthy is some pretty good volume from his college days. So man, let's hope that he holds up because he's going to have a big opportunity to put up some nice fantasy numbers for us from wire to wire all season long as a rookie. All right, we have one last uh, question here to answer looking at the Jets, the key question that we want to try to figure out before they head into camp and the preseason. We'll do that here in our final segment on Locked On Fantasy Football. I do have to remind you about a programming special here. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most starting July 18th? Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th on lockdown NFL or wherever you get your podcasts and this is us too. Get us on all your favorite platforms and on YouTube as well. Find Locked On Fantasy Football, Locked On NFL, a lot of our great shows are available there to you. All right, it's time to close the show with one more key fantasy football question explored here with the 2022 New York Jets. And it now turns the attention to their second-year wide receiver, Elijah Moore. They did bring in Garrett Wilson as a first-round pick. They brought back Braxton Berrios because of Jamison Crowder not being in there, and Corey Davis, the former Titans uh, first-round pick, he's now still in the mix here as the outside number two. But the first guy on the depth chart is Elijah Moore. And why I like Elijah Moore a lot is he can line up everywhere. And We saw last year, it didn't matter. You get the ball in this guy's hands, you can scheme him open, he has great separation, you can get him in the middle of the field, into favorable matchups, you can get him on the outside if you want. People are high on him coming out. Last year, he's really lived up to expectations. I think the only thing that slowed him down was just getting involved consistently, making sure he gets the targets, making the centerpiece of this uh, passing game. And I don't think that will be an issue here this year. He showed with a bunch of different quarterbacks that he could get the job done if he's on the field and getting opportunities. He started a little bit slowly with injury, but once he got those chances in the middle of the season, he was rolling here. And We remember that game against the Colts. Where he's all over the field catching passes. Elijah Moore is just a plus talent, and I like his versatility inside outside. Can line up in a variety of places. He can help out the quarterback. Corey Davis more of that traditional big outside target. I think he f- fits in better as a complimentary guy. We saw that playing off AJ Brown in Tennessee. We know with uh, Garrett Wilson, he's got a lot of talent, but it takes a while for rookie quarterback a rookie quarterback uh, for really rookie quarterback now with the Zach Wilson kind of missing a good chunk of his first year working with a rookie wide receiver in Garrett Wilson. So that's going to take some time here to get kindled here. Wilson to Wilson. So Wilson to Moore is the more established one. They worked together as rookies last year, year two for year two is a nice as well as Davis is more of the veteran type here. So Elijah Moore, if you look at him, he's ranked as a wide receiver too especially in the half point and full ppr i think he's going to see a lot of volume the targets are going to be the team leading here and you look at there's not a lot of uh, vacated targets here for the jets i mean you have crowder and what was gone there so moore is going to pick up more of those and uh, looking at his versatility as uh, the other wilson garrett gets up to speed Davis tries to prove that he can stay healthy on the outside. Berrios maybe focusing more on the return role and the, the depth role here with more lining up all in the field. They're going to keep him there to get as many snaps as possible. He's the most dynamic receiver. Get him in open field, make some things happen. Not a bit of Tyreek Hill in him where you can scheme him up for big plays here. I think he's got underrated downfield speed as well, so... That's where Davis doesn't have it quite a bit. Wilson is a complete receiver, but again, to be the number one it's going to take a while. So right now, I would say, assuming that role, is going to be Elijah Moore. So high on him, extremely high on what he can do here in this uh, Jets offense. Uh, Again, that chemistry with Wilson, I think, will manifest itself. And again, if they have to turn to Flacco or White at some point this season, Moore is still going to be comfortable with that quarterback change. So... He's got those fresh legs. He can move all over. They'll scheme him open. They realize his talent. He can play well off the running game, play well off their other receivers, can work in there even when they have the 12 personnel. So all kinds of things line up for Elijah Moore. They can get the ball in his hands on the shorter passes, the deep passes, as well as handed off to him as a bit of a wrinkle there, playing off what Hall and Carter can do as well. So a lot of stuff to look at here with the Jets receiving core might be, Tempted by Wilson, having that first-round pedigree this year. Davis just having some of that fantasy football value return from his uh, final season with the Titans. You might look there, but Elijah Moore, there's a reason he was hyped up going into the season last year in reality and fantasy. I think that comes more into fruition here for this uh, Jet second receiver, so... Davis, I think you have to fade. He's more of a wide receiver four. I think that's about as high you can go with the ceiling for Garrett Wilson right now. So just be patient with these rookie wide receivers. There were a lot taken here, but there are different reasons and different situations to be a little bit more patient than the past few years at uh, wide receiver. And we've also seen that uh, some of the guys have been involved more immediately, and some of the guys have needed some time to get established within their offenses. So I'm going to lean toward caution here and a lean on the younger veterans here over the rookies at this position in 2022. And that includes the New York Jets and their situation with Zach Wilson throwing to Elijah Moore. A little bit more than Garrett Wilson will be involved this year playing off Moore and Corey Davis. So and there's your look at the three key questions facing the 22. 22- 22 New York Jets regarding fantasy football here in 2020. That's what we do here. Locked on fantasy football. Did we mention 2022? Yeah, we're focused all on the season coming up. We can't wait for it to kick off. So first we got to see training camps open and the preseason open. This has been Vinny Iyer for Locked On Fantasy Football. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today. Now make your second listen to the Locked On NFL podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal breaking the action. And we know that on this show. Thanks again for listening to Locked On Fantasy Football. Have a great day and we'll see you next time as we start breaking down the AFC North answering the key questions for fantasy football about the 2022 Baltimore Ravens.